Wherever you listen throughout the world, it's football time in Tennessee. Fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50. He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20. 10. He's got it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour with your host, Drake Colley. And good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Big Lou. And it is National Championship Monday, January the 8th, 2024. Hope you guys are having a good new year. Thank you for joining us. Sun finally decided to come out and shine after kind of a gloomy last three or four days. When you say it's been nice out there, today. I mean it, it's I mean it's a little cool, but it is January. I've been outside. But it's, I've been outside. I can dig it, man. Yeah. I can dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Okay, um, we got a lot of stuff to get to right now. What about those Titans? What about Derrick Henry? What about what the about Titans them? as they spoil the Jaguar Jaguars playoff hope hopes party? I mean, you know, fantastic. Couldn't happen to a better team. And I and I just yeah, exactly. Because I mean, they, you know, because they did it to us last year. They sent us home last year. That's exactly and right. Win. And they they had they had a colossal collapse just like the Titans did last year. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, the Titans yep. end up zero uh, and seven their last seven games. I think. Uh, what did you tell me earlier before we came so on? What, last year, Titans started seven and three and ended ten. Uh, no, ended seven and ten. Lost their last seven. Um, this year the Jags were the one seed in the AFC at eight and three, right? And then they went one and five the rest of the season, finished nine and eight, only beating the lowly Carolina Panthers. Well, there you have it. All so right. it's just, it's the same situation. And I predicted at the beginning of the season, or kind of in the middle of the season, that Jacksonville was going to lose out and Tennessee would win out, and we'd have kind of an opposite of what happened last year, but. Um, Obviously, the Titans didn't do that, but we still got to kick them out and, and put them on the couch. Well, the Titans won yesterday 28-20. to It all hail King Henry. Yes. As Derrick Henry possibly in what is more than likely the last game in a Titan two-tone blue for Derrick Henry. Um, as number 22 rushed for 153 yards on 19 attempts. I mean, you could tell – I'm sorry. Uh, just watching that game start to finish, you could tell Derrick Henry just seemed more determined. Yeah. It's something, it was something about his running yesterday that was – that you know, I'm not saying he takes plays off. I'm not saying that, that, that don't let I'm – not, I'm, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. 
I'm just saying that yesterday, number 22 ran with some inspiration and some determination, and he was not going to be denied. He had that long run uh, of 69 yards, and if you guys didn't see it, the defender for the Jacksonville Jaguars, when he finally caught up to Derek about the oh, 10 or 15-yard line, somewhere in there, he was not going to make the Derrick Henry highlights. And I'm not talking about Derrick Henry scoring touchdowns, throwing touchdown, or, cat, or catching a touchdown. I'm talking about he wasn't going to make that stiff arm uh, Derrick Henry highlight reel. Because, you know, the, the touchdowns probably are highlights for a day or a week. If they're yeah. really good touchdowns or a throwing touchdown, it's probably a week-long highlight. But we're still seeing Josh Norman get tossed to oh, the Oh, absolutely. You know, what is that, four years later now? Absolutely we are. So, he didn't want to be there. He scored a touchdown yesterday on the 153 yards on 19 attempts, like I said. Yeah, and long- he also got a lot of help from his offensive line. Yeah. That was the best, that was the best they played all year. I mean, look. The best And they the defense – The defense gives up seven points in the second half, folks. I mean, seven points. You're talking about Easter Island. I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence, (laughs) who's a heck of a quarterback. I mean, he threw the ball ball, uh, 43 times yesterday. He went 29 for 43 for 280 yards, which is a pretty good day quarterback-wise. Two touchdowns, but he had two very timely and costly interceptions, and both interceptions just sailed on him. I mean, it wasn't – it sailed right over the top of the receiver into the hands of the Titans defenders. And let me just let me just say, I was at the game, watched this, you know, firsthand. I, have ne- I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence play that bad since Urban Meyer – was in Jacksonville his rookie year. That's what it looked like. You know, you know, you, you have the the 280 yards, and a lot of that came on um, that that long touchdown pass to Calvin Ridley that was early in the ball game. But for the most part, yesterday it seemed like he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, and especially on that last play, they put the they put the game and and the, and the Jaguar season in Trevor Lawrence's hands. And he just – he throws it, it – it looked like he threw it away. He had Evan Ingram out in the – it was like a five-yard out route to the Jaguar sideline, and it, it wasn't even close. He played terrible. He played terrible. Well, tra- Travis Etienne Jr., who had pretty good years when he's, when he's not banged up. I mean, he went 16 attempts for 57 yards. And, shut him uh, down. You know, the, the hats off to the Titans. D, like I said, they held uh, Jacksonville to seven points in the second. And you kept, you know, Big Lou, you, you just kept feeling that at some point. Jaguars were going to open it mean? up. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Did, and, and, I mean, it was in your gut. I know you were at the game, yeah. and I'm sure I'm sure there was kind of this anxious type. Oh, this, Especially uh, when they scored that second touchdown with Ingram in the end zone. That yeah. was down on my side. And then they came all the way back down the field and were on the one-yard line. And I was in that end zone as well watching that. And, and I everybody's just felt thinking, it in my, but I felt here it in we my go. gut. I felt it in my gut, though, that on that side of that field, those, the Titans bow up in, inside that five-yard line. And they stopped him twice from the one. Two QB sneaks and, and stop Trevor Lawrence on that fourth down. And then offense comes out and we draw him off sides and, and that's ball game. Because it was still a lot of anxiety there yeah. 
being on oh, the one yard line, absolutely. safety could turn that thing absolutely. around. There was still about was. six minutes left in the game. Absolutely. So, congratulations to the Titans. And I know I've been. Hey, listen, I'm the first one to admit I've been I've been hard on the guys, and and deservedly so. I'm, I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm not going to take anything back that I've said. They played well yesterday. They played as a, a on both sides of the ball. They played well. Um, I still think. I still think Tim Kelly needs to go. I, you know, I still think we need a new offensive coordinator in there. Unless he can open it up like um, – I mean, we had nothing to lose yesterday, so he opened up the playbook on Jacksonville. But, you know, you can't do that every week. That's right. It gets predictable. That's exactly right. Okay, so um, the Titans get a win. They're, they get to get clean out their lockers and get, get, and, to, and, get and, the golf clubs out. And, and forget you know. a tank, everybody. Don't – you know, a lot of people you – know. And I think even Drake was kind of talking about it'd I mean, well, be in the best interest, and I know it'd be in the best interest for well, next and season. And what I was saying is, depending on your on your draft position for next year, I mean, you you obviously look at you look at uh, a team that tanked yesterday was the New England Patriots against the Jets. No, they didn't want to win that ball game. No, they had no intention to win that ball game. Um, you know, the Denver Broncos. I don't think they. I don't. I don't think they. Uh, Against the Las Vegas Raiders, I don't. I don't think they they intend to win that ball game yesterday. So there are some teams, and and a team that could not win, but it doesn't even have a first round pick is the Carolina Panthers. I mean, their defense. I don't know what's going on with Bryce Young. Their defense plays stellar. I mean, they held uh, Tampa Bay and, and Baker Mayfield, who'd been kind of lighting it up this year. Oh, he's light. He's lit it. You up know, all I'm, year. I'm just saying to nine points. So the playoffs, the wild cards are set. The, <clears throat> the wild card set, and the uh, wild card weekend is coming up. It's going to be a good one this Saturday and Sunday. Yes, there are some good games. Let's go over those real quick. This coming Saturday, the Cleveland Browns at eleven and six are taking on the number four Houston Texans, and the Houston Texans they went to uh, Indianapolis and they took care of business. They did. You know, they got took, scary at times, but they took care of business. C.J. Stroud company. I mean, he's you know he's you fantasy guys. C.J. Stroud's going to be up there quarterback wise. He's going to be he's going to be top tier quarterback wise. You think he's and his wide receivers? His wide receivers. I've got Nico Collins first play from scrimmage, seventy five yeah. yards. Nico Collins touchdown. Tank Dell. Noah Tank Dell coming back. Noah Brown. I mean, these, you know these guys are going to. I tell you what, and Evan I know they've got single. Great. They got Singletary at running back. They're probably going to look. They might look to move to find a, a running back. He played well, though. And I tell you what, one of the best running backs in the draft this year is going to be playing tonight. Blake Corum for the Michigan Wolverines is one of the best. He leads the FBS in touchdowns at 25 right now, and he's going to be one of the best running back picks in the the draft coming up. You think Houston would have to trade up to get him, or do you think he falls I mean, into the twenties where Houston I think, will end well, up? Well, I, I think I think there are are no, there are probably more than a handful of running backs to get, and of course there are other positions that teams have to fill. So all I'm saying is that if Blake Corn were to fall to Houston and they added him to their stable, dangerous. Man, you never know what's going to happen. So it's hard to think about. Um, Cleveland is a one and a half point favorite at Houston this coming this 
for the wild card matchup uh, as number four and number five matchup. And that'll be at uh, 3.30 this coming Saturday. Also, another great game Saturday night. The Miami Dolphins will go to Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. How about that game last night? Did you, did you check that one out? <laughs> the the return the <laughs> the return to tie it up and then yeah. uh, and you know and the Bills and, and and defense wins games, you know and the de- Bills, Bills defense, locked up. That's right. That's exactly what they did. I, you know, I don't know what – and that's why I've got a Magic 8-ball pick. I've, I've, I've got the Magic 8-ball out for the championship game now. We'll talk about that in our last segment. But, you know, I'm a, a firm believer in defenses. A, a part and, I think, and I think the Magic 8-ball is too. But you guys hang tight. I think you'll be – might be surprised who the, who the Magic 8-ball pick for tonight's national championship. A part of me wanted uh, Miami to win last night because the scenario would have been – Buffalo would have come back to Miami in the first round of the playoffs if Miami won. So they would have played back-to-back weeks in the same stadium, right. which would have been cool. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Hmm. Probably, I, but – And uh, I don't know if uh, – and let me just add one thing about Derrick Henry and uh, why he'll be so greatly missed other than the fact of being a all-in terrific teammate for the last eight years – as a Titan since he won the Heisman Trophy at the University of Alabama. But on his Instagram account, he posted last night, through these eight years, I hope I left you with something you can always smile about. I think he did that. And I can, I, and you know what? I can think back to, to his breakout runs where he outruns defensive back, world-class speed, human beings, and this 245, 50-pound man is outrunning 180-pound sprinter, world-class sprinter speed, outrunning them to the end zone. And then when another 250-pound man comes to tackle him as he's running down the sideline, he throws out his huge arm and throws them basically to the side as he runs the end zone. All those leave a smile on my face, Mr. Henry, and I do appreciate that as a Titans fan, as a football fan. So that's what's going on. Now, let me finish these up. Uh, Sunday – Number seven, Steelers at number two, Buffalo. That's a noon start. Buffalo's a 10-point favorite in that game. Uh, Number seven, Green Bay Packers uh, go to the Dallas Cowboys, 3.30 on Sunday, and the Cowboys are a seven-point favorite. The Rams are at Detroit as Matthew Stafford goes back home. And that is Sunday night at 7.15, and the Lions are a three-point favorite. And then Monday night, the Philadelphia Eagles go to Tampa Bay and there's at a seven fifteen starter and the Eagles are a one and a half point favorite. So that's wild card weekend. Crank up a little Las Vegas and all these teams. They're trying to get to Las Vegas, right? Super Bowl fifty eight. This is the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, he's Big Lou. We'll be right back. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Carrie registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Big Lou. He's taking care of all the technical stuff and giving us his professional opinion, as he always does, and we appreciate that. And it is Monday, National Natty Day. Natty, natty, natty. Who you got for the natty tonight? Just... I mean, I think we're I think we're on the same page. As he shakes one. his head, folks, I was just going to give you a little visual of as he's shaking his head, and I, th- I think it's going to be the boys from from up north to the east side, not the boys up north from the west side. Okay, so Michigan. Okay, we're going to go over that. Not uh, well. I mean, we're going to have to go over it at some point, but uh, that our last segment will be dedicated to the. Uh, National t- uh, Championship game that will be played in Houston tonight at NRG Stadium where the Texans play. And, uh, you know, Vegas is – right now Vegas has got it. MGM has Michigan at a four-and-a-half point favorite. But if you're going to bet, but they're a minus two – minus 122. So that means you're paying 22% juice – if you're going to take Michigan minus the four and a half, but if you take Washington plus plus the four and a half, you get them at even money. So you put up a hundred, you win a hundred. You don't you don't pay any penalty for taking Washington. Matter of fact, you get that you don't even have to pay the ten percent juice. But if you take Michigan right now with BetMGM, you have to give up twenty two points. You have to bet one twenty two to win a hundred. So what the what that's telling me is they're trying to get you off of Michigan as a better. I think Vegas likes Michigan. And I'm going to tell you why Vegas likes Michigan in this last segment today. So, stay tuned. So you yeah, stay tuned. You guys don't go anywhere. Hey, what about those Grizzlies? What about them? Grizzlies. Now, of course they've got uh second Jamin Morand. Second, Jamend Moran back. Except you know, for last night, but didn't really Minus matter. the guns. Yeah. 
in the uh, uh, in the month of January, they've won four, uh, three out of four so far. Okay. Uh, and Friday night, they beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Was LeBron kicking it up? I'm sure he probably was. He was, yeah. One twenty-seven to one thirteen. He actually had a had a quote that went viral in the in the locker room after that game, and just said, "We suck right now." Okay. They lost there by 14 go. to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies also won last night over the Suns, 121 to 115. Kevin Durant and company, right? Correct. Without uh, and, I don't, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know much about the NBA, obviously. So I'm just throwing out some names, but I know that Durant plays for the Suns and LeBron plays for the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. I think that's right. Okay. I, don't, I don't follow it very much either, but okay. I think you're correct. Yeah. All right. And they play at Dallas tomorrow night. Who is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Luka Doncic, he's that guy. Yeah, you know, um, Mark Cuban sold his majority interest for like $4 billion or something like that. He bought he bought the Dallas Mavericks for like $250 million Right. And turned around and sold it for like $4 billion with a B. And that wasn't extremely long ago. And he's still going to stay in kind of a managing role, I think. Right, yeah, I think so. I think he kept a little bit of his share. So he didn't even sell the whole team. He bought the whole – I think it was $185 million (laughs) that he bought it for. And what was that, the the early 2000s, late 2000s, something like that? And sold not even his whole – Share for, for like three and a half or four billion dollars or some, something hey, like that. It's crazy. Good, good for that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Capitalism, baby. Where it's at. Shark Tank. Okay. Um, what? Hey, what about those Vols, baby? They are. I mean, the Vols are kicking ass and taking some names. I'm telling you. They're taking a lot. Or of should names. I say, but? Should I? Okay. I think it's fine. Well, no they're man. kicking some rear ends and they are taking names as the number five. They just came out in the AP poll. Uh, at number five, only only behind Purdue at one, Houston at two, Kansas at three, UConn at four, uh, and can, then then come the Vols at five, and then Kentucky at six, North Carolina's at seven, uh, Arizona's at eight, number nine is Oklahoma, and number ten is Illinois, as Illinois just got beat Friday night by Purdue. Uh, Zach Eady and company. And the only other SEC team in the top 25 of the AP is Auburn at 16 and Texas at 25. But I don't, I'm not counting Texas yet. Do you feel Texas is in the SEC yet? Not until they start playing an SEC schedule, they're not nah. in the SEC. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to be. And for basketball, is that still – They're going to be in the SEC, season? but not yet. So, hell no – Texas, you just stay where you're at. And when you start playing the boys of the SEC, then I'm going to consider in football, basketball, baseball, whatever. And, you know, Texas is normally pretty damn good in baseball, too. And basketball. They're good in basketball. Yeah, I mean, you know. That was was one of the prime matchups last year. And Oklahoma's no pushover. I mean, Oklahoma's number 10, uh, excuse me, number nine in the country in the AP poll right now in basketball. Yeah, but Tennessee. You know, we were just talking about this in the break the, that the line was about twelve and a half in favor of Tennessee against Ole Miss. Right, the undefeated Ole Miss was getting twelve and a half, thirteen points in Tennessee this past weekend, and Tennessee ends up winning by thirty six. Twenty six. Was it twenty six? I thought it nine, was ninety to sixty four. Was it that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, after two weeks of either the, way, after them. two weeks of a Christmas break, the number five balls 
have returned with a vengeance to the hardwood, and they commenced to kicking some, like I said, rear ends of Norfolk State and undefeated. Now, Norfolk State, they won by like 37 points, right? That ain't a bad team. So, and undefeated number 22, Ole Miss, 22 at the time. I don't think Ole Miss is ranked anymore. Um, and undefeated, 13-0, and 0, rolled up into Knoxville, and they rolled out. They got rolled. Bruised and They battered. got rolled yeah. up in Knoxville. Um, so, Mississippi you know. State uh, wins Next. the night at six. Okay, in Mississippi, Mississippi in State, and Mississippi State's like eleven and three and unranked. Same, same record. Yep, and it's like giving them. But uh, I guarantee you, the three losses that Mississippi State have not near as tough teams as the three losses that Tennessee took over the <clears throat> Kansas, over, Purdue, and North Carolina. Yes, I mean, come on. Um, there's no line on this game yet on ESPN for some reason, but. Uh, it is it is giving uh, the matchup predictor is giving Mississippi State a thirty nine and a half percent chance to win that game. There you have it, which seems kind of high. Okay, the Predators, man. What about I'm, I'm telling you guys? I keep talking about the Predators on this show, on our show, and they're pretty dang good. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, they're pretty dang good. I mean, they beat the Stars in Dallas four to three. With two goals from Philip Forsberg, one goal from Gustav Nyquist. Uh, they had they had a two zero early two zero lead early in the second, uh, and then they were tied up uh, later in the second period with two goals from Dallas, um, and then in the third period, Philip Forsberg went crazy and scored. Two pretty early goals in the first 10 minutes of the third period. Scored two goals himself to take a 4-2 to lead over Dallas, and then Dallas scored late uh, to make it a 4-3 win for the Predators as they improve their overall record to 22-17-1 and are in a solid sole possession of fourth place in the Central Division of the Western Conference as the All-Star break and halfway through the season, their 82-game uh, season approaches, which will be in about three weeks here at uh, February 2nd and 3rd in Toronto. But their next game is tomorrow night in Smashville as they host the third, the Anaheim Ducks. And the and, <clears throat> excuse me, Anaheim Ducks have a record of 13-25-1, and, and the puck drops at 7 o'clock in Bridgestone Arena. And, uh, you know, we got to get up and go see the Predators, Big Lou. I mean, I think we should go catch a game here soon. Absolutely. Um, Abs- absolutely we need to. I mean, they're playing some pretty dang good hockey, and it would be a sh- – I looked – matter of fact, I checked their schedule to see if the Blackhawks came back because I talked so much about the – 18-year-old phenom Connor Bedard we, for the Blackhawks. And we jinxed him. Did you, did you see that? What I- – he, what a, he got hit and broke his jaw. Oh, is his jaw broke? Is that what yeah. happened? I heard he took a big hit. Yeah, broke his jaw. So he's and out. That was, that was like the night after we we had had a conversation about Connor. Well, Brown. and you know, I checked their schedule, and the Blackhawks aren't coming back to Bridgestone Arena, so they're not. You know, they're unfortunately they play so many games. You'd think they would, unless be, they come back for the playoffs. That's true. You know, but which is still possible. Did they say how long Bedard's going to be out now? Do you know? Did, I want to say 
you know, I mean, three to four weeks, oh, maybe. Man. But that, that sucks. That's just I saw that a few days ago. That might be incorrect. Because he's I'll, the I'll bad. He's that. a badass. I'm just telling. He's he's tough. He's a cool cat. Yeah, extremely cool. Um, so anyway, tonight is the college football equivalent of the Super Bowl, even though it's not a Super Bowl. It's the college football playoffs national championship. And, uh, you know, you've got the classic battle of offense versus defense in this game. And, you know, I think you've already said grudgingly that you would pick Michigan. Correct. And if somebody held a gun to my head at this point in time, I would probably have to take Michigan also because I'm a firm believer in defenses and defenses win championships. Uh, that you know, it it wins it in hockey, it wins it in baseball, it wins it in basketball. And that's not just a cliche. You know, you hear that a lot. That that's 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 real. Well, uh, they do. In the past nine years of the CFP, only once—excuse oh, me, twice—has a higher-ranked offense or a high, highly-ranked offense beaten a highly-ranked defense, and that was Clemson. When they beat Alabama, I believe it was in 2015 and 16 down in Tampa. I was at that game. Deshaun Watson and company. Is that the Renfro? Bama had a Bama had a highly ranked defense, and uh, Clemson had a highly ranked offense with Deshaun Watson, and um, they beat Alabama. And the other one was a good game. Was 2019, and your your vault. Information trap type mind. Who played in 2019? In the championship game? Yeah. Clemson and LSU? There you go. Yeah. And who was quarterback for LSU? Joey B. That's right. And they lit them yeah. up. Yeah. That was probably so those are the two times that a higher ranked offense game. has beat a highly ranked defense. The other seven out of, out of nine go to the highly ranked defenses. So top ranked defenses. You tell so, me to stick with the defense here, huh? Well, I mean that's just that just kind of shows what the track record is, you know. If you're going to go to the track and you're going to bet on a horse, you got to look at the past performances, right? That's what you look at. Yes. The horse's past performances tell you how good or bad a horse has performed. Right? Okay, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake and we're in the studio with Big Lou on the board. And the girl from Ipanema is going to take us out. Give us a few minutes and we'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Big Lou Maddox. Big Lou's spinning the spinning the tunes, baby. Getting us ready for college football's big night as Michigan, a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Washington Huskies. Hey, and by the way, congratulations to – South Dakota State. Do you know what the Do you know what their nickname is? I sure do. What is? And it's awesome. The Jackrabbits. The Jackrabbits are the champions of the FCS. Is is that correct? Do you know what FCS stands for? Uh, I it's, don't. No, just FBS. It's not FCS. Fellowship of Christian Students, or at. No. That's FCA. What? Oh, that's FCA. Okay. No. They're back-to-back, though. FCS stands for, and I didn't know this until I really looked it up, Football Championship Subdivision. Football Championship Subdivision. So what does FBS so that's like, stand for? Because that's the top. And then the FCS is below. I don't know. We'll look. We'll, we'll look that up. I'll find okay, that out here right we go. Um, but the Jackrabbits won convincingly. Excuse me, convincingly, twenty-three to three over the Montana Montana Grizz this past weekend, and are the FCS champions. So, congratulations to the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Love it. Football bowl subdivision. Oh, I was going to say bowl, but I didn't. That sounded kind of weird. But yeah. that's what it is. Football bowl subdivision. Do the bowl the, the bowl people have to get their fingers their 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 little greedy yeah. paws in that too? I gotta get them on everything, huh? And, and and let me let me just get something off my chest. Hopefully tonight we'll be able to watch football, and they won't have one of the quarterback's girlfriends on the side on in the stands every time he throws a good pass or makes a good run or whatever, and then show the girl's face. I, there's a couple of bowl games just over over the holidays. And one comes to mind, I think it was the Minnesota quarterback, and he had a pretty good-looking gal in, in the stands, you know. I don't know if she's an influence. I don't really give a damn. But the point is, every good play that he made, I swear on – I swear, every good play that he made, they switch it over and go and show a picture of her clapping or jumping up and down or bouncing up and down, whatever she was doing. It's a Taylor I mean, Swift effect. I, I guess it is. 
But enough. Keep the cameras on the field. I don't care about his girlfriend in the stands. I don't care about Taylor Swift pounding on the glass of the luxury box. I don't think anybody does. Speaking but. of luxury, speaking of luxury boxes, congratulations to the NFL for finding David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, a, mes- a billionaire, multi-billionaire, a measly $300,000 for dumping his drink on a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. David Tepper is worth $20.6 billion, $300,000 fine that he got is equivalent to the average American being fined $1.77. So i tell you what. Tell you what, folks. If you go and you happen to have seats just under the luxury boxes there at some NFL stadium and the window is open, always be on point. Because you, if, if, you're, if you're an opposing fan and you say something out of the way or to, to make an NFL owner mad, you might get a drink or a beer dumped on you on purpose. And then nothing really happened to him. $300,000 fine. You know what he probably sitting back and telling his buddies at the, at the country club? Eh, it was worth it. That guy was running his mouth about my terrible Carolina Panthers and us dealing away taking Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud last year and trading up and giving away our number one draft pick for it on top of that. Plus D.J. Moore. A joke. Be better, Mr. Tepper. Um, you know, be you know better. You have know, some class. You know what I'm happy about for tonight? We're not going to have to buy a streaming service to view no, this football. No, absolutely game. not. Did, what's that about Miami? To see the Miami Kansas City game, uh, the wild card game. They need more of your money, so you can watch that. We have to. We have to. We have to get Peacock. I'm going to find some live stream on YouTube. Hell, I guess I'm going to have to go to a bar. I mean, I'm not. I'm not picking that up just to see the, the bar is a wild card game. I bet a bar is not going to pay at it either. Well, anyway, tonight you can watch this on ESPN starting at six thirty. They're going to have about fifteen minutes of pregame stuff, and then going to kick off about six forty-five Central Time, seven forty-five Eastern, obviously. And uh, and you know what I was thinking about if you live out west on the you know on on the left coast. Man, you better got to get your butt home early from work. If you you get caught in traffic, whatever, you might not get home till the second half starts. Washington fans are going to be catching the uh, first quarter on the radio. I mean, that's four. Kickoff is at four. Broadcast starts at four thirty, four forty-five is kickoff. I mean, out there in California, let's say. Has it? And I know what all our listeners are saying. Another. That's another good reason why I don't live in California. Well. You're right. That is a good reason not, not to live in California. I mean, imagine the NFL starting at 10 in the morning. That's crazy. I wouldn't be a fan. It's 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 a challenge to get up and start driving to Nashville for a for a noon game at 10 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Well, but now, I mean, I mean, you'd have to get up at seven. You I mean, know, that's if you're what a Titans I'm fan and leave at eight. All the left coast games start early in the afternoon. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying to watch uh, to watch the NFL living in California. You got to get up, you, and you know what? Going out Saturday night and having a few, you forget about that because you ain't rolling out of bed too late. The games will be over. So, anyway, has it ever tonight, been? That, has that ever been that early, Drake? What's that? I feel like the the, the game always kicks off closer to. At least seven or eight. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess they, they're, they're doing something. They're, they're worried about the East Coast and the, and the viewership on the East Coast. I'm sure, and they're trying to cut it down the middle and, and, and try to have a happy meeting for the whole nation. So, um, 
because you know they're all worried about ratings and viewership, not about the fans. If they were worried about the fans, then they would have had the Washington Texas game at the Rose Bowl and had the Alabama Michigan game at Sugar Bowl, but instead of swapping it up. But anyway, tonight the number one defense of Michigan and the number with the 75th offense in the country will be taking on the number 10 offense in the country of Washington and the 97th defense. Whoa. Um, this game, folks, this game is going to be won in the trenches, like most games are. But the key to Michigan winning is getting their great running back, Blake Corum, off. Uh, The deal is this. Washington has one of the worst run defenses. They rank 137th in the country. They give up – excuse me. Let me take that. I got my numbers mixed up. They give up 137 – average 137 yards a game. That's a lot of yards. Just on the ground. That's right. And so – and, you know – and nobody loves, loves the ground and pound more than, than Jim Harbaugh and company. So that's going to be that's going to be a big key. Blake Corum leads the FBS, the football bowl series. Is that what that is? Or, football, football bowl bowl bowls, subdivision subdivision uh, in rushing TDs and has scored a TD in every game. He's recorded 327 carries for 1,111 yards and can exploit the biggest weakness of Washington, which is defending the run. Now, the question on the other side, can Michael Penix and company make enough plays against this tough, Michigan defense. Can they do it? That's that's why it's I think they'll come score down. early. Yeah. I think they'll score yeah. early and take an early lead. But I think as the game progresses, the defense starts to take its toll on Washington's offense. I don't I don't know what the award's called, but Washington has won the award for for the top offensive line in the country. But def, uh, Michigan's defensive line, that's why it's going to come down to who wins up front. Michael Penix Jr. will be two. The best player on the field tonight. Don't have the Blake Corn probably is the second best. The Heisman Trophy runner up runner up has thrown thirty five TDs with only nine interceptions, and has shown up in the biggest moments so far for his team. He has thrown for two or more TDs in eleven games, and we're going to talk about some prop bets in just one second. Bet there's some goofy ones. I know we talked about those Super Bowl ones last year. Okay, on BetMGM, you can bet each team to score a TD and a field goal in each half. Think about that. Each team to score a TD and a field goal in each half and get paid 16-to-1 odds on that. You can bet that each team will have a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown in each half, and you get 40-to-1 odds on that. 
So a $20 bet would pay you $800 if each team scores a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown in each half. And remember, the the over-under on this game is like 55 points. Right. Uh, One TD in each quarter, just by either team, one TD in all four quarters. You put up $200, you win $100. Michigan to score any – Anything in each quarter is even money. Washington to score in every quarter is two to one. So the, Las Vegas thinks Washington is going to be a little bit disadvantaged right here. The best way to beat Washington is, like I said, to run the ball. Bad tackling, poor, poor, and and they allow 137 yards a game. Now, some some player props. If you people are interested in playing. Pe- Player props. J.J. McCarthy, over 15 yards rushing. I like that. I like that, yeah. Running back Blake Corum, over 106 yards rushing. Washington, like I said, Washington has one of the worst run defenses in the country. Blake Corum, two-plus TDs. He's had multiple TD games in half of the games he's played in this year. Mm. Think about that. Wide, Michigan wide receiver Roman Wilson, over 48 yards receiving. Yes. He had he had over the number of receptions prop and receiving yards versus Alabama, plus a TD against Alabama, Roman Wilson had. Now some Washington props, which is telling me Vegas does not like Washington. Under 300 yards passing for Michael Penix, Jr., Michigan's defense averages 150-yard pass, giving up 150-yard passing a game. Michael Penix is rated at 300 yards passing. So under the 300 for Michael Penix. The most Michigan's ever given up this year is 271 yards passing. Less than two and a half TDs for Michael Penix. Michigan allowed seven passing touchdowns all year. Whoa. Michigan allowed 16 total touchdowns in 14 games this year. Wide receiver Rome Adunze, under 99 yards receiving. Wide receiver Rome or Rome Adunze, less than no less than a half a yard touchdown. Wide receiver Jalen Polk for Washington, under 55 yards receiving. Do you all see a theme here? Under, under, under. Vegas is saying. Over, over, over. That's right. Vegas is saying Michigan's going to shut Washington down. Therefore, Take the em. Magic 8 ball, when I talked to him earlier today, woke him up, got him out of its velvet-lined case. Take the Wolverines tonight. Give up the four and a half. Don't be sucked in. Play the defense. That's what I'm going to do. I might not like doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Won't be as exciting, but that's probably a smart play. That's the way it goes. Enjoy the game. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back on the air this Thursday at 4 o'clock. Start talking about the wild card weekend. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. He is Big Lou. And we are out.